Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Tuesday the 9th of May. Exports from China grew in April while imports fell, according to the official economic data. China's government certainly put emphasis on having strong export data at the end of the first quarter, and exports thus helped to boost the reported first quarter GDP. However, Where these exports are going is not entirely clear. Neither the United States nor the European Union have been reporting much strength in their imports of late. The way in which trade is reported makes it notoriously difficult to match up exports from one country with imports in another. Nonetheless, the data from China does stand out as being a little unusual. The trend is for a declining trade share of the world economy this year in real terms, and genuine export strength leading economic growth is likely to be difficult to achieve for any country. French trade data is due later today. Consumer spending in developed economies continues to be rather mixed, generally slowing as far as goods are concerned. Japanese household spending fell in real terms in March, although this measure is for all household spending, not just spending on goods. In the United Kingdom, the British Retail Consortium's like-for-like retail sales measure rose 5.2% on the year, and Barclaycard recorded payment card spending of 4.3% year-over-year growth. Both of these numbers are nominal, and so the effect of inflation means that sales volumes are now falling. Payment card use does include spending on services. The anecdotal evidence from both of these measures is that consumers are starting to change spending patterns in the face of higher inflation, and this change in spending may increase the challenge to profit-led inflation. From the United States, there is the National Federation of Independent Businesses Small Business Survey poll, which often tends to reflect partisan Republican views of the economy. Business surveys have not tended to do a very good job of signalling economic activity and the NFIB survey should not be taken too seriously in the financial markets. Yesterday's US Senior Loan Officers survey signalled ongoing tightening of bank lending conditions. This was to be expected and the tightening predates the Silicon Valley Bank failure anyway. There was a distinction between the approach of larger banks who are tightening lending conditions on concerns about the economic outlook and smaller and medium-sized banks that seem to be more focused on concerns about liquidity conditions reflecting depositor churn. That gives a macroeconomic reaction to the banking turmoil without suggesting that the banking system at large is at risk. The tightening of lending standards operates in a similar way to a regulatory tightening. In effect, it's self-imposed regulation. And a sensible central banker would take this into account in setting monetary and quantitative policy. That's all for today. Have a good day.
UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.